0: Digital pitch calling between catcher and pitcher in the major leagues? Come on, Major League Baseball, you kidding me? Happy Tuesday, Locked On fam. Locked On Cubs rolling at you now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First of all, good morning. Second of all, welcome on in. I'm your host, Andrew Bellis, and this is indeed Locked On Cubs, proudly part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Another week off a great weekend. Cubs, two. Brewers, one. In what turned into a three-game set between the uh, Cubs and Beer Makers at Wrigley to open the 2022 campaign hi again everybody thanks for making us your first listen welcome in i appreciate you spending the morning with us more than you'll ever know we are free we're available wherever you source your favorite cast so please download us today check us out on youtube as well we would love your youtube subscription Lockdown cubs youtube page we cast all of these episodes on there if you'd like to watch me and watch my hair gray by the minute as the cubs age us all day by day instead of just listening on Twitter as well at Chicago Cubs, PA at locked on Cubs. We're going to recap games two and three briefly later on in the show of the, of the uh, series against the Brewers Cubs, a winner on opening day two and one as they are off Monday, yesterday heading to Pittsburgh to take on the pirates. Later on this afternoon, we're also going to start a multi-part segment here on Lockdown Cubs. You know I love these. This is a tour of all 46 Wrigleyville haunts to check out before and after Cubs games in 2022. First, Pitchcom. Dun, dun, dun. That's the only music I know that is appropriate to accompany this. Have you read about this? Have you heard about this? What do you feel about this? What's the skinny here? First, a little explanation, then, to why I think that this is all hot garbage. Pitchers and catchers will have the option of shaking off the traditional means of communicating between pitches during the upcoming Major League season. Major League Baseball informed clubs in a memo just last week, just prior to opening day, as a matter of fact, that it is going to move forward with regular season use of a technology called Pitchcom. What the hell is Pitchcom? It is a wearable device that transmits signals from catcher to pitcher. Fingers are wearable devices that transmit signals from catcher to pitcher as well. The technology will be optional, was approved by the Major League Baseball Players Association after receiving generally positive feedback. We're told generally positive feedback in experimental usage at the single a level last year and in big league camps during spring training here in 2022 have i knocked you off your chair yet on this tuesday morning happy tuesday to you by the way let me ask you this why would major league baseball want to introduce this to the game well according to them it's twofold one it's aimed at both improving the pace of play, which we know has been an issue with the past several years, and I've been a big proponent on this, not so much game time, but pace of play, and also they like this because it prevents sign stealing, part of the gamesmanship of Major League Baseball, but however. So how exactly, if you have not heard about this, does Pitchcom work? Let me tell you. Pitchcom essentially eliminates the need for a catcher's traditional finger signals, rather The catcher wears a forearm sleeve, kind of looks like a remote control, more or less, with nine buttons for calling not only the pitch type, but the pitch location as well. And then the pitcher has a receiver in his cap, kind of like a quarterback in a football game. The catcher has one in his helmet and receivers can also be worn by up to three other fielders, typically would be the two middle infielders and the center fielders to adjust fielder positioning so they know what pitch is coming to. Because listen, if they can't see traditional catcher finger finger signals, say that 10 times fast, finger signals, their alignment has to be dictated by something else so they have the opportunity here as well. I know what you're thinking. I'll get there. Where do the players stand on this? Said Rays veteran catcher Mike Zanino, it's something that's really going to get the game moving, I think. Well, if that's true, that's a good thing because pace of play the last several years in Major League Baseball has been atrocious. And I don't mean three-hour, 45-minute, nine-inning games. I mean pace of play. I mean taking an hour and 40 minutes to play the final three innings of a baseball game because of the bullpen carousel, 45 seconds in between pitches with relievers, et cetera, et cetera. How about Zach Greinke? The feeling in the hat, he said, is a piece of cake in terms of actually wearing the receiver. Hearing is kind of easy, too. Just figuring it out. I mean, I've been looking down for signs my whole life, so you just have to get used to the difference of that. That's a great point. Pitchers are just programmed. You just, you know, you look in between the catcher's legs for the finger signs, and that's it. That's what, what you've always done. This is like totally different approach. Says Rockies Director of Pitching Operation Steve Foster, it has great possibilities. Anything that can help the pitcher get the sign without anyone knowing what the sign is, we're moving in the right direction. So really, why now? Why are we seeing this now at the major league level? Last year's average nine-inning game was a new record high in terms of time at three hours, 10 minutes, and seven seconds. Average, 310. That's atrocious. That is disgusting. The game is often slowed, as I just alluded to, when teams have runners aboard, particularly at second base, when the runner can attempt to decode a catcher's signals to the pitcher. Pitchers and catchers typically switch up the progressions and the signs with a guy in scoring position as to eliminate that, but those situations, they try to shield their calls and they definitely do take more time. We see that. With Pitchcom, the communication between catcher is more seamless and therefore straightforward the technology also conceivably can reduce the number of mound visits in which pitchers and catchers go over signs Uh, you would think that to be true but we'll see so all good in terms of pace of play i understand that so now to the flip side okay does everyone love this idea do you love this idea let us know on twitter reach out at at chicago cubs pa at lockdown cubs i'd love to hear not necessarily Uh, Let's go older school for a second. How about uh, Royals manager, Mike Matheny, longtime Cardinal skipper? Um, No, he does not like it a ton, and they will not be required to use Pitchcom. As Matheny pointed out, Some catchers take great pride in their ability to hold different sets of signs for different pitchers. It's part of the chemistry and camaraderie of managing a pitching staff, which is obviously the catcher's number one job. Said Matheny, I hate technology taking away something that someone has worked really hard for. But the way the game's going and where we are right now, it does make sense. Okay, old school, kind of half in, half out, right? Lockdown fam, please tell me I'm wrong here. I do not love this. I don't. No, no, no. I've been a big proponent of speeding up the game or at least working on the pace of play issue because it is an issue. There's no way around that. I've not hid that. Keeping batters in the box, eliminating the countless changes of pitching, of pitchers late in the game, et cetera, et cetera. What can you really do to make the game quicker, though? Get starting pitchers to go deeper into games like they used to. I'm sure that would help, but you can't just flip a switch and make that happen. Let me preface all of this before I blow up here on a Tuesday morning by saying this. I applaud Major League Baseball for addressing the game time issue. And I've said this for a long time. It's not so much the time itself, but the pace. So the proactivity by baseball here to respond to an obvious problem, hats off to you. From from one podcaster's opinion, which you don't give a damn about, I understand. Hats off, nonetheless. But the pace, like I said, an hour and a half to finish up three innings a few years back because the bullpen carousel, 45 seconds between pitches, ridiculous issues. So what can you do to combat this? Probably exactly what the league has tried to do. Make communication between pitcher and catcher more seamless and also a limit uh, also limit pitching changes, uh, imposing a batter minimum rule, which has already been in you know put into effect. So, yes. In theory, the game has gotten it right, proactivity to address a problem that has arisen. But the old curmudgeon in me is out here on a Tuesday morning looking for blood, and it's been accomplished, unfortunately, by the game by sacrificing the integrity of baseball. And that's what I have a problem with. You've eliminated gamesmanship strategy even to an extent by stripping the catcher's physical abilities to share signs with the pitcher. And for that reason, I don't like it. Listen, it's really hard to expect anybody, let alone a 10-year-old kid, say, to sit and watch a nine-inning affair that lasts three and a half hours. Whether you're in the park or at home and can flip the channel, right? Hell, I get antsy and I'm 35 years old. This is one big reason why baseball in the eyes of our youth is not what it was. And it pains me to say it. I grew up playing this game. I played it in college, albeit at a very low level for a very short amount of time, but I still count it. When changes are made to fix problems that only in turn create more issues by dehumanizing our nation's pastime, that's where I take offense. So for that reason, I'm out on the pitch comm. Again, my opinion matters not, and I hope I'm wrong, but I hope that it does speed up the game and do what the league intends it to do. Enough said. want to remind you real quick that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start, of major league baseball bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs esports, and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts what's your favorite wrigleyville spot let me know i'm gonna let you know some coming up in a moment this is locked on cubs Cubs fans, welcome back in. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday morning with us. It is a pleasure to be with you each and every morning, wherever you find us. We are free and available where you source your cast. If you're in the car, if you're on the way to work, school, you're at home making breakfast, taking care of the pets, walking the dogs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, Lockdown Fam, it is a pleasure to be part of this group. Thank you for making us your first listen every morning. Lockdown MLB Prospects host, Lindsey Crosby. He is a prospect encyclopedia, and he is going deep on the Major League Baseball stars of tomorrow. Free and available wherever you get your podcast. just like Lockdown Cubs. Check out Lockdown MLB Podcast. You will enjoy it. Lockdown Cubs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So, everyone has a favorite Wrigleyville haunt, right? Maybe some of your favorites are gone. Maybe you remember them from yesteryear. Maybe you'd like to try different places. There's always somewhere new to go, it seems. There's so many options now. It can be hard. It can be overwhelming. It can be intimidating. Part one today of many. This is a multi-part segment. You know I'm a foodie at heart. I'm a fat kid at heart. Spotlighting all 46 Wrigleyville bars and why you should hit each meaning you got to get to Wrigleyville this year. So let's start. We're going to work our way from close to the ballpark, measured in feet from the Wrigley Field Marquee, to a little bit further, but still all very close in proximity to go and enjoy before or after a ball game. So how about just 62 feet from the Wrigley Field Marquee, the iconic Cubby Bear? We've all been there, right? If you haven't, shame on you. What do fans love about it? Day drinking, 50 plus HD TVs, Cubby Blue shots especially after they fly the W. It's also, also worth noting that this Cubs venue, you might not have known this, I did not either, opened more than 50 years ago. And I'll be honest with you, I have always loved the Cubs memorabilia that they have lined in some of the walls inside the Cubby Bear. Expect a crowd, Kitty Corner from the ballpark doesn't get much better. And Cubby Bear. Want to venture just a tad bit further down the street? How about 95 feet from the Wrigley Field marquee? I haven't measured this personally, so so don't come at me if we're a few a few feet off here and there. Vines on Clark, just 95 feet away from the Wrigley Field marquee. I have a soft spot for Vines on Clark. My my now wife, then girlfriend, and I went to Vines on Clark for lunch after. My final audition to be the public address announcer at Wrigley Field. So a really good spot, special for us, but a great spot nonetheless. Good for a cocktail during the day. They've got an awesome outdoor patio. They've got a great rooftop deck, wall-to-wall TV screen, so you can watch everything from Cubs and beyond, as well as a giant projection screen that the Cubs game is on if they happen to be playing. Most of the beer list is domestic. But they do have some awesome local brews as well if you're into the craft beer scene. And some surprisingly decent deals. Because let's face it, Wrigleyville can get quite expensive. Do you want to go a little step up? You could do that. Bar casual is always good. But maybe you want something a little better. How about Swift and Sons? Just 151 feet from the Wrigley Field Marquee. So this is maybe a notch or two up an upscale steakhouse experience before or after a ball game. You get oysters, you get steak frites, and a kid's menu as well. This is right across the street from Wrigley Field, so you can just head right over before or after a ball game. As of Wednesday, reservations were still available ahead of a game, so you know things are going to get crowded. You go to a typical bar, you can't make reservations. You're fighting for space. Check out Swift & Sons. Make a reservation. Sit down, have a good meal, have a cocktail. Listen, I've said this a bajillion times. Foodie at heart, pescatarian, don't eat meat, raw or char-grilled oysters from Swift and Sons. Yes, please. Phenomenal. Please. The char-grilled are great. If you don't love them raw, I understand. I do. But try both. Try either. They're amazing. My Two favorite things, seafood and baseball. Hell of a pair. Swift and Sons right across the street from the ballpark. Finally, we've all done it. Sluggers, oh, sluggers, just 233 happy feet to the Wrigley Field Marquee. You can pitter-patter right down the block and be there in just minutes after a ball game. 30 HD televisions, six 10-foot projection screens. Once, uh, once they get back into the normal swing of things, dueling pianos returns after every home game, which is surely fun. This institution in Wrigleyville is nearing, believe it or not, I'm going to date you all, I'm going to date myself, is is nearing its 30th anniversary, which I couldn't believe. It's got an upstairs sports area that we all know too well about. They've got batting cages, ski ball, air hockey, pop a shot, have a cocktail downstairs, have some food, go upstairs, have some fun, dueling pianos. You can see the ballpark down the street. If you haven't been to Sluggers, check it out. If you have been, you know what I'm talking about. It is a Wrigleyville institution. More Wrigley haunts tomorrow. This is going to be a several part series. So many good spots. Want to highlight what we love about each of these spots. Want to hear what you love too about Wrigleyville. Let us know on Twitter at Chicago Cubs PA at Locked on Cubs. Going to turn the clock back a little bit to the weekend. Go over that Brewers Cubs series briefly and then turn it ahead. It's off to Pittsburgh. Series two of the young 2022 campaign. With the ever- Increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need for your car or truck. So, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter gives you the runaround. Make your own decisions from home. Save time and money. Use Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts. You can get them cheaper and quicker and easier at rockauto.com. i personally used Rock Auto for some of our vehicles, and I love it. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers just like all of us for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low from every customer. The selection is insane, too. They literally have everything you'll ever need for your car or truck, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So. Head to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for the car or truck that you drive. And do me a favor when you go. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts you'll ever need. Only at rockauto.com. Locked On Cubs rolls on after this. Happy Tuesday, Lockdown family. I'm your host, Andrew Bellison. Welcome back in. Great to have you with us here on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Well, Series 2 begins today. Before we take a look ahead, let's take a look back at the weekend. We talked about it over the weekend, had a special bonus episode on Sunday. We'll tweet that out later on. Hope you caught that. Uh, It was a good weekend at Wrigley Field. The weather wasn't great. Lost a game on Friday, four-game series, Turned into a three-game series, but the Cubs, winners of two of those three, dropping the finale on Sunday. The good news coming out of a loss: Marcus Stroman, man, five innings, just a one-run run. run, Great Cubs debut, great Wrigley Field debut. Seiya Suzuki put the Cubbies ahead real early with a three-run bomb, his first in the bigs, first with the Cubs. He had a great weekend overall at the plate, and at one point, the Cubs had an eighty-five-point Eight percent chance to win that ball game. Unfortunately, the bullpen could not hang on. But listen, frustrating, yes. When you thought maybe you had that one in the bag, you could have swept. You take two out of three from the Brewers to open the season at home. Saw really, really good things, and I know the sample size is this big. You've played three of 162, but we've seen patience at the plate. We've seen guys getting on base. We've seen balls in play. We've seen less strikeouts it's a good approach it needs to continue i'm not jumping the gun i'm not getting all over these young you know overreactions good or bad early in the season take it with a grain of salt yes but the approach is clearly different and i love it it goes back to what we've talked about for many many weeks with madrigal at the top we saw ortega suzuki's hitting the ball it's a good mix of power Contact. I like the way this works. Again, three games. I know, Andrew, chill out. Everybody, overreactions to the positive or negative side early in the year happen all too often. And I'm not doing that. I'm just saying I really, really love the takeaways from the weekend. And I hope it continues. With that said, you did it against three really, really good pitchers. I mean, Corbin Burns is the reigning Cy Young Award winner. You laid it on Brandon Woodruff on on Saturday. I mean, nine-zip game on Saturday. And then Freddie Peralta, who's the Brewers' third in line in their rotation, which is so stacked, he'd be a one or a two on most other clubs. So you are beating very, very good pitchers. And honestly, it was a great weekend. Lost the game. Will be made uh, made up later in the season as part of a doubleheader. Cubs 2-1. and Had two wins over the weekend against the Brewers after four wins against the crew all of last year in 19 tries. So that alone puts a little pep in your step on a Tuesday morning as far as I'm concerned. Let's turn it ahead. Cubs are in Pittsburgh later on today. Game one of that series with the Pirates staying in the National League Central Division. It's an afternoon game, 3:12 local time here in Chicago Central. They are going to face an old friend. It's actually a battle of Southpaws on the mound for the Pirates and the Cubs. Jose Quintana will take the bump for Pittsburgh. He was signed this offseason by the Pirates, his first season season in Pittsburgh. He was always one of my favorite names to say. It's and I loved his walk-up music too. That was one of my faves. I liked Quintana. I liked the Quintana deal when they made it with the Sox. He was fine. It didn't pan out like I think we had all had hoped, obviously, especially for what, you know, they had given up uh, to send him over there. But I'm a Quintana guy. I always liked him. And uh, they'll face him the Cubs will here later on this afternoon. Who the Cubs sending out there? Well, fellow Southpaw. Drew Smiley makes his uh, his debut here in 2022. The left-hander is slotted as the number four guy in the Cubs rotation and hopefully will pitch well enough to stay there because it adds a great piece of depth as they wait for some other guys to hopefully get healthy here. Uh, Wade Miley, Albert Alzali is going to take a little bit longer. Alec Mills. Don't forget the pitching depth here, not only in the rotation, but the bullpen as well that is out. So anyway, the veteran Smiley opposes Jose Quintana in Pittsburgh, staying in the Central. Again, I'll stop. You can't win World Series in April, but you sure as hell can lose them. Just keep plodding along. And these games against the lowly Pirates, who could surprise a few people with some young talent that they have, but overall not expected to do anything this year, you have to win. Everybody gets to beat up on the Pirates in your division. You have to take advantage of that. Otherwise, you're going to be behind the eight ball. So hopefully Cubs can keep it rolling here later on this afternoon in pittsburgh i want to thank you again for making us your first listen here today we appreciate you every morning and please check us out on youtube we'd love your subscription now we ask that you make your second listen locked on mlb paul francis sullivan the host over there please call him sully he brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues both past and present just like locked on cubs it's free and available wherever you source your favorite cast been a blast spending a little bit of time with you here this tuesday enjoy cubs pirates in a little bit Until manana, this has been Locked on Cubs. I'm Andrew Bellison. Adios.